lift up the name of Jesus. And Lord, as we are worshiping you this morning, Lord, we're going to worship you, Lord, with communion, Lord, with the time when we set aside, Father God, to celebrate you. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, just clear our hearts, Lord, our conscience. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, again for the sacrifice you made on the cross. This is what this is about, the sacrifice. Hallelujah. Matthew 26, verse 26, it says, As they ate, Jesus took the bread, and he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said to them, This is my body. about this this morning as we think about him and his body and, and it was broken for us and you know I was reading this and right before you know Judas Judas basically revealed to him that one would betray him and Judas asked is it out and then it shows him going into the Lord's suffering hallelujah Father God we thank you Jesus we thank you Lord Father, we do this as you command us to do it, when we do it, to do it in remembrance of the sacrifice that you gave for us. So if we are faithful, we do as Jesus said, take Thank you for that. 
We give you all the praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. We're going to continue. Last week, we had a break. We had Father's Day. And as I told you last week, I was sitting on the front porch on Saturday. And the Lord said, I want you to do Father's Day sermon instead of continuing with the Beatitudes. So this morning, we're going to continue with the Beatitudes. And um, as I was um, preparing for this, Man, you know, there's so many things happen sometimes and things happen and I was thinking this week, this week about, because I'm going to be talking about hungering and thirsting. I'm going to do two of them and also about mercy. And I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Because so many things are happening this week and I was like, Lord, you got to teach me how to have mercy. You know, the first one we talk about being blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed those who mourn. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. We talk about meekness and what that is. So today, in verse 6, Matthew 5, verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. How many of you want to be filled? Right? Filled with the, the Spirit of God all the time, filled with His love, His grace, His mercy, His anointing, His power. We need all we, we can be filled with all those things because of the blood of Jesus. You know, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. That's not a one-time thing. Doesn't mean blessed are those who hunger and thirst and get saved and that's it. You could say it like this: blessed are those who are hungry. And thirsting for righteousness continually. Amen? Not just, it's not just a one time thing. It's not just once a year or twice a year or when you feel happy or when you feel sad. Well, I know I need to be filled. No, we need to stay filled all the time. We need to be hungry and thirsting for God, for His righteousness all the time. 24 7. We need to be hungry and thirsting. Amen. This word righteousness, I got a couple of definitions. One is free from guilt or sin, but one I really like is right standing with God. Through righteousness, we have right standing with God. Right now, we have right standing with God. We don't have to wait until we get to heaven. We don't have to wait until Jesus comes back. Amen. According to his word, we have right standing with God right now. It's a now thing. Not yesterday or tomorrow or in the future. I have righteousness, right standing with God right now. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus shed for me, poured out on me, washed me clean, white as snow. Hallelujah. You know, um, you know, and, and you know, there are a lot of people, that's the way they look at righteousness. There's even some of the scholars that said, well, you know, this will be when Jesus comes back. No, it's, it's right now. It starts, it begins. Our walk with Christ, our life with Christ starts right now. You know, and it's, it, thank the Lord when we get to heaven, but it's not all when we all get to heaven. There'll be rejoicing. There'll be some rejoicing now. There will be extra rejoicing. Amen. Hallelujah. 
But Jesus is going to come back and make everything right. New heaven, new earth. So he is coming back for that. But in, in us, he's going to make everything right. Amen. For us, those of us who choose to worship. You know, um, we need to have a constant longing. We need to have a deep, uh, and I found this, I don't know who said it, that's okay. Sometimes I'm searching stuff and stuff pops up and I forget to write the name down. But maybe God said it. <laughs> right, you know, it's hungry and thirsting is having a deep and savable, and savable, have you say that, continuous craving for righteousness. He said, well, what does that word mean? Incapable of being satisfied. In other words, I'm hungry for that righteousness all the time. Satisfaction, we'll talk about that later, you know, basically means a form of enjoyment. But we, we have that satisfaction all the time. Amen? We're satisfied that He loves us, but we can't be totally satisfied. In other words, we can't be satisfied to the point of, um, well, I've had it, so I don't need it anymore. You know, how many of you, you don't get satisfied over food, right? We are just talking about with Mike, I was telling him about I was getting some tomatoes off him. You know, I got, and, and, and you know, those of you who know as well as I do, you can't buy a tomato in the grocery store like the ones you grow on the vine. They just don't. They're not the same. Amen? And so, once this time of the year is over and I don't have any more, I'm not, well, I had mine, so I'm satisfied until next year. No, I really like to taste that every once in a while. And I bought the kind that said they're grown on the vine and they're this and they're, they still like something. Tell you something I remember as a teenager, my dad was a truck driver and he worked in a place and they, did, they hauled different things and there was a couple of the guys that would haul produce. Now I'm gonna make you feel you gonna tell it real, but this is the truth. They would go to Florida and pick up tomatoes and bring them to he worked out of a place out of Lancaster. And they were in a a, a reefer. Y'all know what a reefer is? It's like got refrigeration. It means refrigeration. Not the other thing. But um <laughs> that would be cool, not real cold, but cool enough to keep them. Well, when they got here, guess what color them? Green. They opened these little back little doors and they sprayed something in them. So by the time they got them to New York or wherever they were carrying they'd be nice and pink. That's one reason they're not good because they're ripened by a chemical. Now you won't be wanting to buy tomatoes at the store anymore, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we need to get hungry and thirsting after God to, to the point of that's what we think about. 24-7. In other words, I, I love God. I love Jesus. I want to be with Him. I'm hungry for Him. I'm thirsting for Him. I'm thirsting for His righteousness. Hallelujah. So, we're going to talk about hunger and thirst. What, do we, what should we be hungering and thirsting for? We say righteousness, but what are some things that are a part of that, a part of righteousness. You know, the first thing that we, when we come to Christ, we were hungering and thirsting for salvation. Right? We, we were hungering and thirsting for a Savior. We were hungering and thirsting 
to, to get out of the situation we basically we found God we see it and that was where our hunger was that's where we were thirsting for salvation and sa salvation basically means being delivered from sin and that's what we were looking for we're you know you're still and your, your body was sin but you're still delivered from sin Jesus Pay that sacrifice for our sins, past, present, and future. And don't just stop with today. So, one of the first things we hunger for is salvation. Set in Christ. We hunger for Jesus. That part of Jesus that we know is our salvation. And then sanctification. Some people are like, well, don't go to that word because I don't want to hear it. Well, you know, sanctification is given to us for this world. Um, it, it's, it simply means to set apart for a special purpose. That's what it means. It's the process of becoming whole. It's a process. But you know what? We have the power of that not because we do things, not because we're good, not because we read the Bible, not those things are, are what? But the more we um, hunger and thirst for Christ, the more we become like Jesus, the more holy we become. Now our spirit man is holy, but we're, our spirit man, we're working on this outside flesh to get it presentable to the world. And you say, well, what does that mean? Well, the world has to see us like they see Jesus. So we're working on this through the Spirit of God to become more and more and more sanctified. Nothing we can do to do that except just become more and more like Jesus and let Jesus more and more come out of us and be to the world what he is to us. You know, we, we need to be we need more and more Christians that want to be more like Jesus. A lot of people want to get Jesus, tag him on the side, and I got Jesus, and I'll call on him when I need him. Right? I'll call him when I need him. When I don't need him, I'll do my own thing. Don't work good that way, guys. Not that he's not always there for us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. But if you want to do what he's called you to do, you want to, you want to fulfill the destiny he has for you, guess what? You've got to be striving and becoming more and more like him all the time. Hungering and thirsting. You know, when you, when you maybe go to a place you have to, like when we go to Nicaragua, there are foods that they have that we don't have. Right, guys? You want to go? There's some things that we like that they have down there. There's some things that we don't like that they have. But, I mean, when we get there, we're like, I can't wait to get to this place. Right? And I, I want one of those good nakatamas that they have. And there are better ones than worse good ones, but they are good ones. And so we can't, I never can't get there. I've never seen that. So there, there are things that when we go to different places, we, we, get, we get a hunger and thirst. 
You know, when we get closer to God, we get a, more of a hunger and a thirst for Him. When we come to church, all that, that all that help us get a more of a hunger and a thirst for Him. And we should never, ever, ever, never, never, ever lose the hunger that we had when we first accepted Christ. You know, that was addressed in the Word that said, don't lose your first love. Do you remember? Do you remember when you first came to Christ? I do. Do you remember how excited you were? You couldn't read enough of God's word. You couldn't hear enough of God's word. You know, today we have so many things to distract us. I remember sitting in meetings for two hours listening to the word of God being taught, and I could have done it all in one more because it was exciting. It was changing my life. And we, we don't never, ever need to lose that fervor for Christ. You know, we could, I couldn't wait to go be with my brothers and sisters at church to fellowship and to, to love on each other and to hear the word. Amen. That's, that's what we, when we first accept Christ, it's so exciting. But if we don't be, if we don't keep in tune and keep that hunger and that thirst going and keep in the word and keep going to those those needs and keep in fellowship, we can lose that to the point of like, what happened? You know, sometimes I look at my, I go, what, what are you doing? And why? You know, and there was a time for, I first got saved that I wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. I wanted to tell everybody about what happened to me. I wanted to be what Jesus had happened to me, and, and, I, and I was, and I did, and I still do as much as I can. I mean, sometimes we mess up, yeah, but we ought to have a thirst for that. We ought to have a hunger for that. I want to be Christ to everybody I meet, whether I say anything to them or not, but by the way I act. There's nothing like, I remember one of the first times when I was working at Duracell Battery Company, and one of the guys I went to high school with was working there. He worked in a different apartment. And one day, he'd been working there a couple of months, and I'd been there uh, longer than that. But he walked up to me one day, and he said, what happened to you? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, you're just a different person. And I got to share Christ with him. He didn't accept Christ then. I don't know if he ever did, but I at least got to share it with him. This is what happened to me. This is why I'm a different person. This is why I'm not, I'm not like I used to be. You know, the time when you spent more time praying, conversing with God than you did doing everything else. Watching TV, social media, this, that. You know, there was a time when that was more prevalent. I hope it still is. But sometimes we can let that dwindle dwindle down, wane away. But we don't need to do that. You know, there's time when I really, we should have, we should not lose the fact that we really enjoy like VBS, helping kids. Maybe maybe that's your calling. Everybody's calling is not that. I, it's not mine for a long period of time. So when I hear these preschool teachers over here, I'm like, bless the Lord. Thank God that they can, and, and, when, and especially on the mornings when I'm sitting in my office and they start coming at 9 o'clock 
have one. I'm like, oh my goodness. I look, I'll, sometimes I'll tell Darren, I'll say, it's going to be a great day. <laughs> Especially when the new little kids come in. It's the first day. And they're, they're all excited. <laughs> you know, when we enjoy it, that we enjoy whatever our calling is to do, we, we can't wait to do it. When I you know, leave worship, I couldn't wait to be there to, to worship God. I didn't consider me doing much more than that. Just, you know, um, and I was taught that a long time ago. It was like, you know, when I first started, I just come and worship God. If I come and I'm leading you worship, and I'm worshiping Him, guess what? You're going to join in with me. But if I'm just going through the motions, you know, maybe you're your, your calling is going on mission trips and you can't wait for the next one to come. Right? Or the next one or the next one. That's hungering and thirsting after God. You know, the world needs this message today. The world needs to know what hunger and thirst is about. And if we say I'm hungering and thirsting after righteousness, they need to know what that is. How do we show it to them? By our actions. By showing them that we really are excited about Christ. You know, somebody asks you, well, are you a Christian? Yeah. Not a good response. Right? Yes. And I'm excited to be a Christian. I love God and He loves me. We ought to be excited about that. And say one more thing, and this is satisfaction in a different light, but this is only when we hunger and thirst after righteousness will we ever experience the deep down complete satisfaction and filling that comes from God. You know, satisfaction is a short, a source of means and enjoyment. In other words, we're fulfilled, we're full of joy. We're satisfied with the fact that Christ is who he says he is. We're satisfied that Christ has saved us. Delivers, delivered us and set us free. Amen? When I'm praying and I'm praying, I always say, thank you, Lord, for delivering me and setting me free. I'm free. Amen? Hallelujah. And in Matthew 5, 7, the next one is, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And this is, I think I can finish this one up this morning, but Man, when we think about what mercy really is, listen to this. Being merciful means that we show kindness to a person who has no right or no claim to receive kindness. That's a big one. You know, we, we're okay to show mercy to somebody that we think deserves it, right? You know, merciful, mercy is basically, it's, it's an act of divine favor, divine compassion for somebody. And I want to read you a story in a minute. You all probably haven't heard it and read it. You know, it says, to a person who has no right or claim to receive kindness. Well, guess what? None of us have the right to receive the grace and mercy Jesus Christ that we've received. Amen? None of us have that right. None of us deserve it. 
None of us deserve the sacrifice he made. Not a single one of us. And there's nothing we could ever do to deserve that. But Jesus showed grace and mercy because he loves us. You know, some people, because he loved us, no, he loved us. He never stopped. Amen? He never stopped. Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 4 and 5 says, But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace you have been saved. You know, if we can show mercy to other people, it's pretty much evident that we've received mercy from God. Amen? When we can show mercy to other people, it's evident that we've received mercy. We've received some mercy. Amen? You know, when we show mercy, when we show exercise mercy because of what Christ has done for us. Toward others. It positions us for more of a flow of God's mercy into our life. When we show mercy to others, you know, it's like, it's like, if it's kind of like in finances, you know, if God can get it to you, He knows that you're going to distribute it. He's going to flow it into you. I really believe that. That that that, that you know, people say, well, I want to be blessed, and I want this. And you don't be blessed to be blessed. You be blessed to bless others. Amen. You give. You're given from God to give to others. And I want to be blessed so that I can do even more and give even. Hallelujah. So what's this receive mercy from God? I want to tell you something that you need to understand. Just because you show somebody mercy doesn't mean they're going to show mercy back to you. It's all oh, I show them mercy. No, not necessarily. And a lot of people Christ has shown mercy to don't show mercy back to him or anybody else. 